0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Chris Marwitz, and welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. So, as always, I have with me former NFL player James Loving. So, James, are, are you feeling the Eagles? Fly, Eagles, fly.
2: I'm always feeling those Eagles. I tell everybody, you know, don't underestimate them. They're the hot team. But, you know, they it's are. good that I got, good I got my, my teammate, and not only teammate, but we say um, when your teammate's your family, you're always going to be family. I'm a family and teammate on them so as our guest today. So it's going to be great, Chris.
1: Absolutely. So, so you're welcome. You, just say, Chris, thank you very much.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I, I'm just waiting. Thank you very much. Okay, I, I heard it whispered. So, so James, um, we, I, I, I went out and I reached him again, and he, he was happy to come on and, and be our, our guest. So we have former NFL player Mitch Donahue. Mitch, thank you for coming on and, uh, and making James' day.
3: Hello, thank you for having me on, and uh, thank you, James. It's always good to be with my brother.
2: Yes, it is. Chris, uh, let the listener know again the teams that Mitch had played for. Please.
1: So, yeah, so Mitch played with the. He was drafted by the San Francisco Forty Nineers, uh, and then uh, he played. You played with them for two years, and then you went and played with the Broncos for two years.
3: That's correct. Yep, I my ninety-five. I I played the preseason with the Falcons. Okay, that's where I, uh, you know, I, I had basically a career-ending injury, and uh, Oof. left after that. Tried to make a comeback in the Arena Football League a couple years later, but it wasn't meant to be. Those injuries just kept coming back. So,
1: Well, you know you have another just, shot, because there, there's those new leagues that are coming out that you can possibly go out for. All right. Maybe somebody else says I don't have a shot. <laughs> I got a I shot at uh,
3: buying a ticket and watching.
1: <laughs> there you go. So you know what? I, so, so so speaking of, of the teams you played for, I actually went and looked, and, and there, there's one coach that James always speaks highly of, and both of you played under him. So, um, and, and, and it's Wade Phillips. And he's now the def- defensive coordinator with the L.A. Rams. You know, James, you played oh, yeah. with him when you were with the Eagles in 88. And Mitch, you played with him with the Broncos in 93 and 94. So the question mm-hmm. I have for you guys is, what type of coach was he? And does he have the best defensive mind today in the NFL? Mitch, I'll let you go first.
3: Okay. Um, you know, he was the head coach at, uh, at the Broncos in 93 and 94 when I was there and we did go to the playoffs um, but we never you know went those weren't Super Bowl years um, and I don't know I think the big the big knock against him at least the during those two years was that he he kind of listened to the media and adapted his schedule and his philosophy accordingly mm. um, I think he's he he's definitely been a lot of different places since then, and he does things a lot differently now. Um, you know, he he is convicted about the right way to do things, and he does them that way no matter what anybody says now. And um, and he's he's unstoppable. I mean, everywhere he goes, he he just creates these strong defenses, and it's it's fun to watch.
4: Yeah.
1: James, uh, what, what, what type of coach was he when you played with him, and, and again, does he have the best defensive mind today in the NFL?
2: Well, when I, I was with him, he was at the Eagles, and I was on offense, so I had little contact with him, basically on the field, but we had a lot of contact in the locker room, because I was that guy that, you know, joked in the locker room, and all the coaches used to come in there and hear me like to talk about Reggie White, and everybody laughed, but but he was that type of coming in and joke with the players after practice you know after you did your job on the field, it was you know work, you know it was down to work and after the you know you off the field you know we all had our fun and he' come in there and laugh and you know, and I just see you know the 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 interaction he had with the players, you know I mean he was coach when he had to be coach, and you know he was your friend and you know coach coach friend you know off the field you know so he was a great guy. I mean, I just see the the progress he made, like Mitch said, you know, from head coach to defensive coordinator. He keep improving. And he's one of those great coaches like, you know, Buddy Ryan was, you know, in defense, you know, a, a defensive coach. So um uh, great guy. And um uh, just love being around him.
1: Yeah. So, Mitch, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up regarding the playoffs because I actually looked up your guys' schedules when you played. And both of you have been members of teams that appeared in the NFL playoff games. So, and, I, and I've kind of, you know, talked around with this with James a bit, and he's always like, you know, not, not really giving me much information, so I'm putting you on the spot today. So how okay. different was the preparation for the playoff games versus a regular season game?
3: Oh, man. You know, when at the 49ers, we had a very complicated Defense. And we had a bunch of smart guys that adapted well to that complicated defense. We had more than a hundred different looks come game day, you know, in our arsenal. And so they would, everything that we possibly thought about running throughout the year, we practiced it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, during the playoff week. And so, you know, it wasn't, at that point, it was trying to practice everything and get good at everything just in case they throw something weird at us. We want to be prepared for it. And so they, mm-hmm. you know, those, the 49er coaches, they had something ready. Uh, and I'm not saying that the Broncos didn't. Um, the Broncos had a simpler uh, scheme, and they were just, they were just hard nosed. Like, here, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Everybody do your job. If everybody does their job, we're gonna win. You know, that was the Broncos philosophy. 49ers, they were trying to win a chess game with good players. Not the, I mean, the 49ers had good players too, but they were, they were a lot more, uh, X's and O's, I guess, there.
1: Well, I guess it makes sense because I know in ninety two the forty ers they went all the way to the conference conference championships. Um and then in ninety three when you were with the Broncos, um, you guys went to the wild card wild card playoff, you know, and that's as far as you guys went, uh, that, that in that year. So that that's I guess a, that might yeah, might have been total, a the difference. Yes. <laughs> yes, I saw <laughs> that against they the Raiders. Raiders. I'm like, of all teams, the Raiders, really?
3: <laughs> they beat us with a really long kick that went in the shape of an S, it looked like it was going way too wide, and then it curved back in. Uh, wow! That really—that was a heartbreaker.
1: <laughs> I bet. I bet.
3: At home, uh, it was terrible.
1: <laughs> Hate the Raiders. Now, James, I, 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 you're you're a true Broncos fan. Love you. Yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, okay. so James uh the in 88 and 89 the eagles um also went to the playoffs and and went as far as the wild card playoffs again were there plays were were, were there things that that you guys did as far as preparation that you that you did well, for the playoffs that you really didn't do in the regular season
2: well like Mitch was I was you know then I was more of a the scout team player you know cuz they had Chris Carter you know uh um, Greg Garrity, Ron Johnson, Mike Quick, and Keith Jackson. So I was the guy that was helping the guys out. They say the scouting that run the play for the other team. And the difference of that was, um, they wanted us, like Miss Say, we had to run everything that they thought they other team was gonna run. And we had to do it right because they wanted us to get these guys the perfect look of what the other team was gonna do. So it was intense. You know, we couldn't mess up. We were more like, you know that other team they were playing against. We had to be, so it was real intense, and we had to do our job on the outside to get them prepared, you know, for the game.
1: So. And, and that was important. That was very important to do. That was, yeah. you know.
2: I mean, it's a teamwork. No matter if you plan or not, you still got to be there for your team and do what you're supposed to do.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take our first break. When we come back. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Antonio Brown and kind of what what happened in the Chicago Bears Philadelphia game last Sunday. So we'll be right back.
5: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing Then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends Will bring you powerful and humorous discussions That raise thoughts and give you insight On how to live your life to its fullest potential Adventure is always a must On Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard Every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America It's always free and easy Welcome back to Loving That
1: Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and again, I have with me former Philadelphia Eagles football player James Loving. So, James, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to wait for that. Thank you. You know, I I know it'll be coming, but it, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, so, again, we have with us former NFL player Mitch Donahue, and Mitch, um, you know, we we were talking about. You know, it's it's always good to have people that that we've 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 had around us, you know, that helped us in, in our time and our career. And, uh, and, and and when you start talking about, well, I know this person, I know that it's always interesting when you have run into the same people in different scenarios. I, I heard you and James kind of talk about that during our break. So it, it's, always, yeah. it, it's always interesting who we know and who runs in and out of our life like that.
3: It is a small world in the football world. Um, there's a coach that we were... Both involved with uh, Dennis Erickson, that uh, he started out at Central High in Billings, Montana.
2: Oh, And he Montana. has coached,
3: he's coached at, uh, oh, geez, all over the place in, the, in college. Um, but, uh, you know, Wyoming, uh, Washington <laughs> State, Miami. Miami, of course, won the national championship yeah. there. And then he's coached in the NFL with the, the Seahawks and, and uh, I don't know, a handful of other teams. And right now he's coaching in uh, the Alliance uh, of American Football League uh, with the Salt Lake City team. I can't remember their name right offhand, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. I tell you yeah. what, you talk to that guy, and he knows everybody. I mean, he knows everybody mm-hmm. that that is involved with football in some way, he's a, he's a good resource for us.
1: Yeah. It's always good to have, have people around like that. All right, guys. It is. So, so, after, so after Antonio Brown, he was the wide receiver for Pittsburgh Steelers, when he missed the Week 17 game, which was a must win for them, the team has now replaced him with Juju Smith-Schuster in the Pro Bowl. Are the Steelers effectively moving on without Brown? You know, that, 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 so I have two questions. So, are they, are they moving on without him? And then the second question is what team would make a good fit for Antonio Brown? Mitch, what do you think? Are they moving on without him?
3: I, it looks that way. It looks that way just from, uh, you know, you hear rumors. Um, he's not playing. Why is he not playing? He's not hurt. Um, there's got to be a good reason because that guy, <laughs> that guy, is amazing. I mean, yes. You, if if you got him on your team and he's not out there playing, it's either because he doesn't want to or it's because you're trying to move on. That's yeah. as simple as. Either way, I think he's going to be somewhere else next year.
1: Okay, so, so let's talk about that. Who do you think he might play for? Where where might he be a good fit for, and who can afford him? Well, I'd
3: love to see him go to the Denver Broncos. (laughs) Hey, especially
1: now that they don't have uh, Demarius Thomas there.
3: All right, Um, yeah, we could use we could definitely use him at the Broncos. Um, I think he'd be a good fit. That's after they get a better
1: quarterback. I'm sorry, sorry. I I interrupted you.
3: They got to get some. They gotta give him the ball somehow. I don't think he'd like going to the Broncos without an assurance of somebody that get him the ball. Right. Um, but you're uh, right. Shoot, I don't know. There's there's lots of teams that that would be uh, drooling over the chance to have him on their team.
1: Oh, that's right. So James, I know we've talked about this before. So, do you think they're moving on without Brown, without Antonio?
2: No, nah, they're gonna move on because, like I say, too great of a player. Um, they know that um, what they got in him and what he can put out there. Um, you heard reports that he's a great, you know, uh, hard worker in practice, and you see what he do in the field in game. You know, you just got to sit down with him and the owners, and you got to um, uh, make it clear on what they want. I don't think they did that before, you know, because. You know, some players are, uh, you know, some players just think, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not thinking for him, but Pittsburgh know what they, they have in him. They don't want to let that go. I mean, you try to sit down and work it out until you can't be worked out what he's doing. Yeah, it's a little bit, you know, under the wire. But, you know, you can hash that out, work it out, you know. Uh, I think they will. Um for next year and that is how I think it is you can't let a player like that go you just can't yeah. do it you know but you got to get to down with them make the rules clear to them and that's what um, the giants did with Odell you know they sat down and said the owner did and said, this is what we want from you so they'll work it out
1: yeah and you see how how Odell Beckham had, was was this past year he was he was a great teammate yeah. You know, you hardly heard yeah. any gripes or moans or any comments from him, so he's he's definitely doing what they need to do. I I would I would hate to see what would ha- what happened to um Des Bryant, you know, with with the with the the Cowboys, you know, when they cut him, no one no one picked him up. I mean, I was surprised no one and he was a fantastic player. You know, as far, yeah. as far as catching and running, and you know, he was great, but he was a problem for them. And I think a lot of the the NFL teams realize that. And if Antonio Brown's not careful, he, you know, and he's 30 years old. So, you know, 30 years is to me is not that old, but in 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 football player years, that's old. So, you know, he's yeah. got to be careful. He's got to be careful. Football yeah. years
3: is like dog years, isn't it? <laughs> you seven years multiplied
1: yeah. by seven. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hmm. Okay. All right. I know James is wanting to discuss this. He's just I, I can just hear him just nipping at the bit over there. So Sunday afternoon was hmm. the game between the Philadelphia Eagles at, at Chicago Bears. The game came down to oh, a yeah. field goal for a Chicago Cody Parkey. He missed. He missed the field goal only to have. Or sorry, he kicked the field goal and made it only to have a timeout called. So Parkey kicked it again, and it hit the upright, then the crossbar, and then it bounced out. It turns out that the Eagles' defense tackle got a finger on the ball, and the NFL changed it to a blocked field goal. So the fans fans, there were booing him, you know, because he's not really had a great season. But was it deserved? Mitch?
3: Fans that were booing him? Was yeah. it deserved well it, of course it's gonna happen. Um it's a playoff game, it's it's an important game. And uh it's never gonna change. Football teams, football coaches, football fans hate it when it comes down to a field goal and when the when the when that player who doesn't seem to do that much Except for score points, I mean, we know how <laughs> important it is, but but when that player fails to do his job, it, it's a hard pill to swallow for the te- for the fans. I mean that that's just a hard thing to take, especially when you're right there in the moment. Um, it's, a, it's a tough deal. Um, wasn't that like the tenth time he had hit the upright? Yeah, he'd he'd
1: missed it a few times this season, and extra points, and he didn't have, I think his his kicking percent was anywhere from 66% to 70%, something like that on making, which is not good, especially if that's your one job.
3: He hit that upright 10 times that season. What are the odds of that? I mean... I guess uh, they need to put an upright right in the middle for him to practice on.
1: <laughs> if he can hit that one, <laughs> nail
3: it. He's going to be have it dialed in. But, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. They they showed all the the field goals that he had hit the uprights on right after he'd missed that. <laughs> they did him that favor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh,
1: but, I I heard yeah, about that. Funny. I I didn't watch that far into the game. I just turned it off afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so James, I I know you're smiling big over there, you know, and and when it happened. So, was it deserved that that he he got booed by the fans? Well, you can't
2: say whether it deserved or not, you know. You're going to get that anyway. The fans are gonna boo you or clap. Anything deserved when um People feel you lost the game for them. You're going to get that. So, deserve, you can't even use that word because you know it's going to happen. Like, miss save. But, you know, uh, if you look at it and um, you look at statistics, I mean, you knew that was going to happen. He's done that, like, miss save ten times. So, what's the odds of him Mm -hmm. not doing it again? You know, miss save the odds of that, you know, it is. But, I mean, you knew what you had in him. He missed a lot of important field goals. So I mean, it didn't surprise me when he missed because history shows he did. It showed that he did it in college. Um, I think they said it was a championship game. He missed a big field goal, you know. So it follows you, you know. It's sad to say, but if you keep doing something, it's a uh, um, the pattern. That pattern's not going to change, you know. So I wasn't surprised. You know, um, was I happy? Yeah, I was happy. I got tired of people from Chicago. Mal.
1: So, but,
2: <laughs>
1: but, you know uh, a few yeah, people from yeah, Chicago, I mean, What's that, Vince? Just one or
3: two. Do you, do you know a few people from Chicago? <laughs>
2: I know everybody. <laughs>
3: it was unbelievable. You, you have I got no like,
1: idea. <laughs> his his phone was ringing off the wall from everyone telling him how bad the, the yeah. Bears were just going to dominate the Eagles. Yeah, I oh, kind of have expected
2: that to him. Yeah. Oh, I was happy, too. I, I told them all, y'all owe me apologies. apologies. But like Mitch like yeah. said, you know, he did it ten times. The same, you know. Um, he hit the same post ten times. Wow, you know that tells you a lot. You know, it, it, if it didn't happen in that game, it's going to happen in one of those games in the playoffs. So. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, it was it was interesting. As soon as they they called they he was going for the going for the field goal and they called the timeout and he made it. I'm like he's not going to do it the second time. I knew that he would not be able to make it the make it the the next time. So when they ice a kicker, that there's a reason why they ice him, especially especially uh, kickers like him that have never have not had a good season, have had issues all season long. He's the reason why they do that. So it's interesting. <laughs> but it was it was funny, I don't know. you know, I, and, and
3: I just love that Nick Foles – uh you know how many guys can ride the pine the whole season, come off the bench and play like Joe Montana in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he did it last year, he's doing it again this year. It's he's an
2: amazing guy.
1: It's, how many people can this. play like
2: that? Yeah, look they,
1: Mitch, they look have... at
2: him when he look at him when he was starting, Mitch. he still was that same player. He was good. You remember? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's consistent. He t- stays nice and cool.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, he doesn't yeah. make wild throws or take. You know, every, every once in a while, he'll take a chance, but for the most part, you know, he doesn't take a lot of big risks. The, the Bears <laughs> will make what. you. <laughs> they'll, they'll make you make oh, a mistake or two.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they're, they're a dominant force that de- that defense is so. Let's take another break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about some things about the playoffs, and then we'll get into the playoff games, and then you can talk about all the the players and and what's going to happen. So we'll be right back.
5: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
4: Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, The Trauma and Beauty of Being Human, with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no
0: now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market
5: the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz,
1: and I have, as always, former NFL player James Loving. So, James, um, are you going to say thank you yet? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for it for later. So, again, we have with us uh, former NFL player Mitch Donahue. Mitch, I, I, I appreciate you, you, you laughing at that, you know. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I think it's funny. So, um, okay, guys. So, entering the playoffs, um, th- th- there's, there's banter going back and forth on who's the better running back. Dallas Cowboys' Ezekiel Elliott, or the L.A. Rams' Todd Gurley. Mitch, between the two, who's the better running back?
3: Ooh. I want to say Todd Gurley, but he kind of had a rough uh, game this last weekend. But, yeah, I'll still go with Todd Gurley. I think he's the guy that can get it done.
1: James, who, who, who would you choose?
2: Oh, no, that's hard. You know, they've got two different styles, you know. Um, right, right. Zeke run run up the middle like a those and run out Tar like that sweep around outside and you know, and catch the ball and you know, so I don't know, you know, if, if had a lot of injuries this year, tough season. Last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you go by yards and all that, you know, you gotta give it to Zika Elliott, but you go by style and all that, you give it to Gurley. So yeah. Both of them are great backs. You'll see this weekend who'll be the better back that comes out.
1: In, in the same game, yeah, that's going to be interesting with them playing each other. So that'll be good. Um, so next thing is which wild card team—sorry, which wild card team winner is more dangerous? And, and, and this has been talked about quite a bit this week. So uh, Indianapolis Colts, Dallas Cowboys, L.A. Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles. Mitch of the four, which which team's more dangerous? Come back to me. <laughs> Come back, James. All right. Um, I I know who you're gonna uh-huh. say, so go ahead and say it.
2: No, I've been telling everybody the hottest team is on Indianapolis Coast. I mean, I mean, I tell everybody in the playoff when the last six games of the season, who is the hottest team? You know, and got, they ain't got no injuries. You know, that's the team you have to beat. Indianapolis Colts have been coming on. They've been beating, you know, a lot of teams, and uh, they've been playing a lot better, lying, protecting luck. But I think they're the hottest team, um, you know, ahead of the Eagles, you know. Um, I like the Colts, but, you know, um, um, I just think out of that group, it's the uh, Colts. Colts, you got to give it to them.
1: Yeah, they are, they are a good team. All right, Mitch. Putting you back on the spot.
3: boy I've been thinking about it the whole time you you're talking i I don't know I really like the Rams. Um, they haven't been playing as great as they did at the beginning of the season lately, but they're they're still winning. I want to say the Rams, okay. and I want to say the Saints too. So, so I, I don't know. I think either
1: the Rams or the Saints. Uh, sounds good. Which, sounds good. Okay, guys, the Saints are let's playing the go ahead and talk about. I know. Well, the, the thing the so, so so most most of the answers as far as as far as people. Um, on who they they say they it, it's it's a it's a it's a toss up between the Colts and the Eagles um, because you know the Eagles have all this momentum and they again they said as soon as, as as Foles started playing all of a sudden you know everyone was relaxed and playing and and just 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 turn things around and and you know, again a lot of a lot of their players that had been injured were coming off injuries and, you know, playing they were playing better yeah. and more cohesive. Um, but a lot of people are saying up Indianapolis Colts too, so, you know, for the for the reasons that James was saying, you know, the, regarding you know, the regarding uh you know, giving giving um you know, their quarterback a lot of time. Their their offensive line has given him a lot of time to throw the court, to throw the ball. Um so it's it kind of interesting. I, I just want to see your guys' opinion on that. So uh, let's talk about the NFL postseason matchups for this coming weekend. So on Saturday, uh, in the AFC divisional playoffs, we have the Colts at the Chiefs. So let's 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 dissect it and figure out you know based on on who. So so in order for the Colts to beat the Chiefs, what do they need to do? And for the chiefs to beat the Colts, what do they need to do better? Um, Mitch, do you want to go first? you want to go with James?
3: Um, I think the Colts need to in order to beat the chiefs, they've got to they tame that wild offense that the chiefs have. Uh, in order to do that, they're going to have to you know they're going to have to put pressure on that, that quarterback. And, and uh, I, I look for them to get some interceptions. If they can get some interceptions, turn the ball over, you know, two, three, four times, um, then the Chiefs are going to have a real hard time winning. But if they don't get some turnovers, I think, I think the Chiefs might, might edge them out. Um, who else were we talking about?
1: Uh, we are talking about Kansas right? City.
3: Oh Kansas, no, yeah, I mean Ken, Ken. Oh. for Saturday. Okay.
1: Oh, sorry. That's so I, oh, yeah. Me. So we're so we're just now talking about just the Indianapolis Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs game first. Oh, okay. All right.
3: Now that I know what we're doing, <laughs> 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 I do, I do. Think, I kind of, uh, I kind of favor the Chiefs just because they've been. Pretty hot all year. They're they're a little colder right now, but um I think they can get it up for this game.
1: Yeah. They can score points when they need to, so James, let's talk let, let let's okay. talk the Colts in Kansas City.
2: Well Colts gotta score um more than the Chief. I mean you see how the Chief lost to the Rams fifty six, fifty eight. If the Colts can yeah. match their scoring and score a little more, they'll win because um, the Chiefs got to score. So the way you got to beat them is you got to score too. So that's the way the Colts got to do it. You know, they scored it. Uh, chief score, they got to score. And that's how the Rams beat them. It was that 58-56 game. That was, a, you know, um, Mahomes had six touchdowns. But, you know, he threw two interceptions. And that's where I think the Rams took advantage of that. You know, when he throw the interceptions, you got to score. And that's what the Colts got to do. If they um, have a turnover, they got to score off it. A touchdown, not a field goal. So um, they, they could be beat, you know. So it'll, 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 if it's a high scoring game, I think the Chiefs will lose because um, they that team that you always say, oh, they could score, but they win, they lose fifty six, fifty seven, you know. So mm-hmm. that's how it's, that's how you know that's how it's going to work out.
1: Yeah. All right. So. All right Mitch, we're going to talk about the NFC divisional playoff on Saturday, which is Dallas Cowboys at the LA Rams. So again, in order for the Dallas Cowboys to win, they got to do this. In order for the LA Rams to win, they got to do this. What do you think? Well,
3: the Dallas Cowboys uh beat the 49ers in 92 for the <laughs> NFC championship
1: <laughs> and I've hated and, and them did, ever did, since. And, 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 <laughs> and then they went on and won the Super Bowl, didn't they, that year?
3: Yeah, they did. They did. They did. They won it a couple of times. But, you know, they are, they are looking good. I, at the beginning of the season, I just thought they were, they were a joke. Yeah. Uh, I, I still, like, can't believe that they're this far along. Um, I really look for the Rams to be dominant in this game. The Cowboys are good. They have a good defense. Um, If they can, you know, and, and the Rams have a tendency to get cold at times, which means, you know, the defensive coordinator for the other team, the defense has figured some things out. Let's hope the Cowboys don't figure things out this game because I would love to see the Rams just steamroll over the Cowboys. But that's uh, more opinion than, uh, you know, (laughs) facts.
1: All right. James, what what do the Cowboys need to do to win and what do the Rams need to do to win? Cowboys don't need
2: to do nothing. I can't stand the Cowboys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, okay, what do the Rams need to do to make sure they win?
2: Rams be going there and just running score up on them, you know, because you know, Mitch. The only reason the Cowboys in it because the Eagles had a bad year at the beginning. Washington lost their running back and quarterback. They would have gave them a battle, and the Giants were just horrible. But you know, Dallas won that division at nine and seven. You know, and if the Eagles were playing like they're playing yeah. now, and Washington won the loss. Alice Smith, where they would have gave, uh, Dallas another handful game, you know, at their running back in the beginning season. I don't think that, um, Dallas would have won nine games. I mean, that division this year, um, with the Redskins, the Giants, and the Eagles, it was horrible. And you remember yeah. that year, uh, Mitch, when, um, I can't remember, um, it was with the Rams and Seattle, they won, it was seven and nine. Remember that year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like that, you know, everybody in that team was horrible, but Dallas was the only team to maintain, you know, that, to come out with nine wins to win that division. So, um, right. I think they, they're going on a little luck, you know, and they're playing good. You know, they beat the, um, the defense, like you said, is good. Uh, oh. but I think the Rams are going there and just run the score up. I hope they do and just run Dallas out of there because <laughs> next year, uh, uh Washington be back, and Eagles will be a little bit better at the beginning of the season. And the Giants, hopefully they can. So it's going to be hard for Dallas to do what they did this year in that division. So, I mean, they yeah. want it. Give them a hat off to them. But um, I'm with the Rams. Just running the score up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, yep. Mitch. So, you, so Mitch, I have you down to for the Rams to beat the Cowboys too? Yes, yes. All right, with a line underneath it, perfect. All right, so well, so so regarding the Colts and the Chiefs, who do you think is going to win? I I didn't ask on that one.
3: I think the Chiefs are going to win.
1: James?
2: Yeah, I think the Chiefs. I don't think, I don't think the Colts can score fifty some points, you know, and that's what they are going to take because you get Mahomes throwing six touchdowns again, you know. But, I mean, if the Colts can stop him from, you know, the score, the uh, Colts will be all right, like what they did to um, Baltimore. Right.
3: So,
2: um, I, think, I think the Chiefs will win, you know.
3: The thing okay. about that, Mahomes, is he'll throw an interception, you know, and he'll go mm-hmm. back to the sidelines, and, and he's not like, you know, throwing his helmet around or he doesn't even have an angry look on his face. He's just like, Hm, what how okay. how can I do better next time? You know? <laughs> and yeah. then he sits down uh with this coach and, and they, they start talking and next thing you know he's he stays on fire. He's he goes back out and he's on fire. I think I don't know, I look for them to to do do well this this Saturday.
1: Yeah, he's fun to watch so Tell you what, let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Sunday's Divisional Playoff game. So we will be right back.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: It's 2019 and the revolution is kicking off the new year with legendary outdoorsman Michael Waddell, co-host of the all-new original series Booger Bottom USA on Outdoor Channel. They'll dive into vital conservation efforts, proper firearm safety, subsistence hunting, and why it's essential to stick to our American outdoor roots. Jim and Trav's hunting celebration discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio.
5: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz.
1: And I'm sitting here with James Loving, former NFL player. And, James, we have to thank our guest, you know, former NFL player Mitch Donahue, for coming on and sharing some laughs and some, you know, information and and, and some, you know, some former uh, um, insights that he's had. So, Mitch, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your information with everybody.
2: My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, I want to say thank you too, Mitch. Really, really um, take the time out and, you know, Chris, getting a hold of you. Thank you, Chris, and you responding right back. You know, uh, really appreciate it. You know, it means a lot. You know, you don't you don't know it, but it really means a lot. You know, because um, after this show, I always get to talk to Chris, and like, it's always good to have. You know, guys I played with, and you know, like I said, it's that brotherhood. You know, yeah. and um, like I told you, you're always in my family. If you're on the show or not, we're still brothers. You know, on and off the field. So thank you. You're welcome, man. It's, it's uh, an honor to be able to
3: be on your show. Um, it, uh, it's not every day that I get asked to do something like this. So it's, you know, it's, it's an honor for me, too. So I appreciate the, the call.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, all right, guys, before we, you know, we took a last break, we were talking about the playoff pictures and, and kind of the games that are going on this, this weekend. So let's move on to Sunday. So on Sunday, um, the AFC Divisional Playoff game is the Chargers, LA Chargers at New England pa- uh, Patriots. Mitch, i going to ask you again. What do oh the Chargers boy. need to do? What do the Patriots need to do uh, to win? And, and then put you on the spot, who is going to win?
3: The Chargers need to fire Bosa up uh, and Put some pressure on Tom Brady. Uh, I think that's going to be a real big key. Um, he he gets the ball out so fast. He makes you know he's he's freaking Tom Brady. He doesn't make mistakes very often. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a great player still. Forty years old. He's still a great player. Um, and uh, but they they're, they're going to have to harass him a lot in order to get you know. Get the better of uh, the Patriots offense, you know on defense, they have some good covered defensive backs, and uh, that could be a big challenge for rivers to find people that are open. Um, I think uh, he might have uh, his work cut out for him, um, so I kind of I look for the
2: Patriots to win
1: yeah, yep, all right, James.
2: Um, like I tell everybody, I think it's gonna be um, San Diego um, or Kent, well, well got say Kansas City to the but one of those two in the um, Super Bowl because I just think New England hit their mark. lady team's gonna hit a downfall, but you know, Tom Brady is something for, the, for you with the playoff. You know, you New know, England always find a win to get in the Super Bowl, but um, yeah. I think San Diego, like Miss Say, both but you know. Uh, they just got to bring it to New England, you know, and go all out. Um, if they don't, New England gonna figure out a way at the end to win the game. So they got to take them at the beginning, get time out of it, you know. But I see San Diego winning just because overall they got better defense, um, better run offense, and then all um, they England got this year's time. Normally they had Gronk. Gronk is like blowing down. They got a a rookie running back that's been hurt a lot, you know. I don't see no other receivers on. Yeah, so I just think if San Diego come all out and don't play conservative, they'll be all right and win. But if they start playing conservative with New England, New England take it to them. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, I'm I'm writing this down.
3: I hope the Chargers win, man. I I really do I'm sick of seeing the Patriots. You know when. My son Dylan was playing with the Jets, the, the Patriots, when our were in our conference, in our, our division. And uh, boy, I hated him. I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> I never hated him before. I was always a big Tom Brady fan, but then,
1: you know, all <laughs> of all right, so the last game and the best game, I'm sure, uh, the NFC divisional playoffs, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New Orleans Saints. Now, they th- this is the only matchup that actually played in the regular season. In week 11, the Saints beat the Eagles 48 to seven. But since this game, the Eagles, you know, the, it inspired a magical moment, and you know they w- which they which basically any team should be concerned about. You know, so go ahead, Mitch. Let's talk. Let's oh, talk boy. about the, what the Eagles got to do, what the Saints got to do, and who's going to win.
2: You want me to go oh, first? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, James, go, go ahead, James. Uh,
2: uh, like Mr. No, and um, he'll tell you too that playoff is a different season. I keep telling Chris that the regular season is over now. It's playoff, and the teams play different. You know, the um, Saints beat them 48-7, but it's a different season now. Philly's a little bit playing better. But the way Philly got to beat them is the Saints got an offense and uh, they can score. Um, they got to do what the Bears did. Uh, I mean, what Dallas did when they beat the Saints. They got to slow Drew down, not have him on the field that much. And that's the way to beat them. And Philly got to do that. They got to keep that offense on the field longer than Drew be on the field, because mm-hmm. you let John feel eight or nine, he got to score. So um, that's what Philly got to do. And like I said, you know, I told everybody with Chicago, Philly, don't slip on these teams in the playoff, because this is another season in the playoff, and the guys are up for this, you know. So everybody thinks the Saints going to run through them. I mean, I think the Saints might win. I hope they don't. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout like what it was in week 11 when they played the Eagles. So what do you think, right yeah they got that
3: hopefully they don't have that it's It's hard to get that out of your head getting spanked like that earlier in the season that that's gotta be in the back of their minds but um this is a whole different like you says a whole different ball game literally at this point when it when it's the playoffs. And you got a whole different quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of different aspects of this. There's a different team. Um, boy, I, I just, uh, I hope they can control the ball by running it, um, and keep, uh, Breeze off the field. Um, I think that's going to be a big factor, uh, just like what you said, James. But All right. Hopefully, guys. Uh, hopefully they do it. Thanks.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm going to put you guys on the on the gun before we end the show. Who's going to win, hmm. James?
2: Philadelphia. Who do you think?
3: I <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I started writing your name underneath. I just want to make sure.
3: Yeah. All right, Mitch. Yeah. I I'm going to go with James on this one because uh, you know I don't want to go against his old team.
1: You'll <laughs> <laughs> hear it the I like Nick Foles, eight. man. I like him <laughs> too,
3: but I mean, I like Nick Foles. He's
1: he's yeah. a good dude. He's good. Yeah. All right. Again, Mitch, thank you for coming on. Uh, we always appreciate right. having Mitch. you here Mitch. and your insights. So um, have a great week. We'll be back next, uh, next Wednesday for everybody. So please listen back. Have a great week.
3: we <laughs>